The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to the DIY Investing Podcast. My name is Trey Henniger and I'm your host. Today I plan to answer the question, how to invest during a crisis. We are currently in a crisis around the world between inflation, the Ukraine invasion by Russia, and many other impacts and second order effects from these crises that are unfolding throughout the world. So in today's episode, I'd like to dive in deeply on this concept. What do you do as an investor in the face of crisis? My goal is to give you a few key concepts that I think will help give you clarity and better performance in your portfolio if you can focus on these concepts when a crisis occurs. So let's dive right on in. First up, the first thing you need to do in a crisis is stress testing. I think stress testing is a key concept because one thing that can happen when a crisis comes about is you tend to shorten your time horizon. Um, as investors, we like to think long-term. We like to think about um, what can we achieve over time when we invest? What can we achieve over three years, five years, 10 years? But when a crisis hits, it becomes what's going to take place today, tomorrow, this week. And so as time horizons shrink, all of a sudden you start having concerns that you don't normally have. Well, you should always be considering risk management it's especially important in a crisis, but you don't want to be worried about every risk. You don't want to be worried about anything and everything that could happen. Instead, you need to focus on the most important thing that could happen, and that's bankruptcy risk. And so when a crisis occurs, when something happens, especially something that's unexpected, I want you to think about stress testing your companies for bankruptcy risk. Look at what's happening in the crisis and see how it impacts your companies. Now, the key here is you're stress testing businesses. You're not stress testing stocks. So we're not worrying about how our portfolio is going to do. We're not going to worry about volatility in the portfolio. We're going to focus on what we can control. And what you can control is understanding the fundamentals of your business, understanding if the business itself can survive the crisis. And so here, the most important thing is bankruptcy. Can your company survive without defaulting or going into bankruptcy? Now, Every crisis is going to be different, so you need to think in terms of whatever crisis is going on at the time. But today, here in 2022, the crisis of the moment is twofold. You have inflation and you have war in Ukraine. 
So when you're thinking about stress testing your portfolio, you need to think in terms of those two crises. So can high inflation cause your company to go into bankruptcy? And that's what you need to evaluate. Can war in Ukraine cause your companies to go into bankruptcy? And that's what you need to evaluate. Those are the only questions you should be focusing on in your stress testing. Thinking through the implications, the first order, second order, and third order effects of the crisis, and do they lead to bankruptcy for my company? If the answer is no, then you should not be spending a huge amount of time worrying about that crisis. You don't want to be wasting endless, endless hours and days reading news reports, following the current events, because all that's going to do is lead to uncertainty, nervousness. It could cause you to change your psychology around how you think about your portfolio. You're going to start to embed the volatility of the stock price into your thinking about the volatility of the business and you need to maintain that separation. You see, the goal of a crisis is survival. And so that's why we focus on bankruptcy risk, because bankruptcy means that you failed to survive. So you need to focus on determining, do any of your companies have a risk of failure? Do they have a high risk of failure? And you need to evaluate that. Because generally, when a crisis occurs, What you want to avoid is selling your stocks out of fear. However, I'd say the exception is if the specific crisis at hand is a legitimate threat to the viability of your business to survive. If you complete a stress test and your business is likely to go into bankruptcy due to this specific crisis, then it could be value added to sell before the bankruptcy occurs because maybe your quick analysis, your quick stress testing could save some portion of your capital from the eventual zero that the crisis has entailed. Now, you have to be very specific. You can't apply this to everything. You need to think very carefully about what it means for your businesses. But that's the concept of stress testing, and I think that's the really key thing to focus on immediately is, is this specific crisis going to cause bankruptcy for your companies? The next thing I want to touch on is focusing on fundamentals. So again, we talk about how during a crisis, your time horizon shrinks. Well, the biggest competitive advantage of an individual investor and any investor who has true control of their portfolio is the ability to think long-term. So if you allow your time horizon to shrink, if you allow your time horizon to go from the long-term to the short-term, to go from years to months or months to to weeks and days, then you're giving up your big competitive advantage in the marketplace. It's important to remember here that the next one or two years only represents 10 to 20% of the value of your stock's performance, of your stock's value. When you're doing a discounted cash flow analysis, it's the long-term future of cash flows that matters. If the crisis is going to cause your company to not make any money this year or to lose money this year, as long as they avoid bankruptcy and survive, 
that's not necessarily a problem in the overall scheme of things. A 10% difference in the intrinsic value of your portfolio or the intrinsic value of each company in your portfolio doesn't make a difference in the long term for whether it was a good idea to buy or sell that company at the time. So if the only result of the crisis is you lose one or two years of earnings or you lose a year of earnings and you lose money in another year, that's not a big deal. It can cause some short-term volatility. It might affect the stock price, but it's not really destroying the business value as long as you're able to survive from this crisis and you can get to the other side. So focus on the fundamentals and work hard to maintain your long-term time horizon. Having a long time horizon is one of your key competitive advantages. The third concept I want to touch on is this idea that war, because the war in Ukraine is happening right now, is not inherently a crisis for your portfolio. You see, war somewhere is happening almost all the time. The world hasn't really been at peace any time in the last hundred years, or even longer than that. There's usually a war going on in some part of the world at almost every time. The war in Ukraine is simply the most recent one and the one most visibly on our minds. So it's important to think about war in terms of your portfolio in a very specific manner. Are your specific businesses being affected? Is the land war occurring in your country? Is a land war occurring in the country where your companies operate? Do your companies have the risk of having infrastructure or buildings or assets destroyed by the conflict itself? Is there a risk of artillery shells landing on the people or capital that you have employed in your companies? If you own businesses that are operating in Ukraine today, that is a real risk for your companies. If you have companies that are operating only in the United States, then there's not a major risk at this time of your assets being destroyed or affected by this war. You need to think very clearly about where the war is occurring and what the risks are to your companies. There's certainly impacts that are global in nature, second order, third order effects due to supply shortages, due to sanctions and various things like that. And a lot of that is hard to predict. And the fact that makes it hard to predict means it's really hard to model or handicap that in evaluation. So you need to be very specific. Focus on what you can control. Focus on what you can understand. Are your companies going to face destruction? Are your companies facing sanctions? Are your companies facing expropriation where the government comes and just takes over the value of the company, giving you a zero? Those are the things you need to be concerned about. What destroys stock markets, what destroys companies is when war devastates a whole economy and your companies are in that specific economy. So today, that is Ukraine. We don't know where it will be tomorrow. 
maybe Russia will be affected. As far as I'm aware, most of the, the land conflict is taking place inside the borders of Ukraine and not in the borders of Russia at the moment. But war is unpredictable. We don't know if other countries are going to be affected. All we know about is what we know today. And so when I think about this conflict today, I worry about what about the companies that are operating in Ukraine? What about the companies with employees in Ukraine? What about the companies that have assets in Ukraine? Those are the ones that are at risk. The people, the assets, the buildings, the infrastructure that are in place in the country at war that I worry about. If I own stock in companies that are not operating in the region at war, then I don't think it really applies to my analysis from a crisis point of view. Certainly, the second and third order effects are important, but they may not be knowable. And it's important as an investor to focus on what is both important and knowable. Just because something's important, if it's not knowable, it doesn't mean you need to act on it because you're not going to have an advantage over any other investor or any random chance over how that outcome comes into play. So that really covers my third point about war happening somewhere is not inherently a crisis for your specific portfolio. But what about when it is? What about the fourth concept I want to talk about today, which is doomsday scenarios? You know, I feel like a lot of people I have seen discussing this war like to bring up doomsday scenarios. They like to focus on the worst possible outcomes, such as nuclear war, where this war doesn't just stop in Ukraine, but it expands and Russia goes to war with more countries or it turns into a nuclear fight. And when you start talking about nuclear war and weapons of mass destruction, for lack of a better term, where whole cities and countries are just wiped off the face of the earth or sufficient number of of weapons are launched that the world as we know it ceases to exist. It is certainly an outcome that could happen, unfortunately. But you have to be careful about focusing on it. It is certainly not something within your control. I have high doubts that either that there's a single president of a nuclear power that listens to my podcast. And so if you're listening, you aren't in control of those outcomes and you need to focus on what you can control and you can't control the likelihood or the outcome of a doomsday scenario. You can only control your personal actions. You can only control your personal setup for your portfolio. And the way I think about doomsday scenarios is I hope and I pray that they never happen, but I think it tends to be worth betting on optimistic outcomes or at least not the worst outcome. Because if I happen to be wrong and 
it does come to nuclear war, I'm highly likely not to be around to see it. And that would be a tragedy. But the app, the setup of my portfolio will not be important if that comes to, to fruition. And so it's not what I focus on. It's not what I spend time thinking about. I want to think about the outcomes that are both highly likely and probable. And that means not focusing on the worst case in this scenario. Instead, I tend to like to bet on optimistic outcomes. I mean, maybe that's because I'm a value investor at heart and I'm trying to find companies that there's a lot of negative news priced in. But I want to buy where you have the potential for positive surprises. And usually when people start pricing in doomsday is when you have a margin of safety to buy in some companies. And so my personal concept of how I think about investing in crisis is that it's usually worth betting on the optimistic outcome, that things might end up better than people expect, because it's really easy when the world is highly uncertain, when the world is highly unpredictable, when everything seems to be going wrong, to trendline that out and expect that everything will always go wrong. But when we look back on history, we know that despite there being many times where things go very bad, we've always had another time come around where things get better. And I think as investors, more than perhaps any other vocation, you benefit highly from being an optimist, for thinking about what could be in the future. And so I think during a crisis, How should you invest during a crisis? It's understanding that the crisis will someday end. No crisis lasts forever. And so I like to think about the future and I like to put into my thinking that long-term future, that optimistic outcome, and think about if we avoid the worst case, what would I have wanted to do with my portfolio? And that's how I act and plan accordingly. So those are my key concepts. We have stress testing. Focus on analyzing to see if your business can survive. Can it avoid bankruptcy? Second, you want to focus on the fundamentals. Think long term. Try and avoid that shrinking of your time horizon. Number three, just because war is happening somewhere in the world does not mean it's inherently a crisis for your specific portfolio. Think about how your specific businesses are affected. And finally, doomsday scenarios. It's usually better to bet on an optimistic outcome because the worst case is so unthinkable. And if it does happen, your portfolio is unlikely to be your highest priority. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please be sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening on YouTube, hit the like button on this video. Don't forget to leave me a rating and review. Your five-star rating and review are a great way to support the show. Thank you for listening. And until next time, stop paying fees, start building wealth. The DIY Investing Podcast is presented for general informational and entertainment purposes only. 
I have not considered your specific situation or risk profile, and I have not provided investment advice. The information presented on the DIY Investing Podcast should not be construed as investment advice. The views and opinions expressed on the DIY Investing Podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the show's host or sponsors. DIY Investing, its producers, sponsors, and host, Trey Hinegar, shall not be liable for losses resulting from investment decisions based upon information or viewpoints presented on the DIY Investing Podcast.